Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Under the Radar SFF Books podcast. My name is Blaze. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you may be around the world. So most of you know me if you follow my Twitter account or my blog as Under the Radar SFF Books. That was started back in September of 2020 during the height of the pandemic, sitting at home with pretty much nothing to do besides work, only leaving the house to go get the mail and walk the dogs. I decided to try something a little different and out of my comfort zone and started a Twitter and blog for Under the Radar Books. And what I mean by Under the Radar Books is I mean primarily science fiction and fantasy novels that have either been forgotten, lost, or deserve a bigger audience than what they currently have. Now, there are multiple reasons for why a particular book or series falls into that particular category, and over the course of my many episodes I hope to produce, would like to do a deep dive into what what entirely that means and how certain series get lumped into that particular category. Over the course of my many reviews and many interactions with other authors, I've just felt an overwhelming sense of pride, humility, friendship, and appreciation for the work that these authors and bloggers and even vloggers go through on a daily basis. It's not easy to be an author, especially in this market today, where the little guy may feel like they probably don't have a chance competing with the juggernauts of the publishing industry, whether that be Tor, Orbit, HarperCollins, Doa, what have you. So they turn to self-publishing or indie publishing in order to release their content and their essentially their dreams to the wider market and the SFF and fantasy community. That's where us bloggers come in. We review books that we've grown attached to and over the years, and we find that sometimes a series gets lost. Some of my all-time favorite series definitely have the definition of being under the radar and either lost through time or have do not have as big an audience as I believe they should. And I wanted to do a deep dive with my blog initially and now through my podcast. I was going through the reasons why. There are several reasons, as I said earlier. They could be that the cover just doesn't have the effect on readers that they should. And I'll go through examples of those. It could be the description on the back just doesn't appeal to people. It could be that they've read something in the past of that particular author and it just didn't didn't jive with them for whatever reason. The possibilities are vast, and they can be different among individual readers for whatever different reasons. When I'm looking through Goodreads or Amazon reviews or even Audible reviews of why a particular book or series is not very popular, I'm not asking myself, why should I bother to give this book or series a chance? I never heard of this author. It doesn't ring any bells. I never heard anyone else talk about it or even say anything across the many social media platforms. Why? I look at it as, why not? People are comparing this series to this other series, which I'm a huge fan of. It has all the themes, has all the tropes that I've grown to love over the years. Why can't I give this a chance? And majority of the times when I decide to give these particular books a shot, I end up being very surprised, very happy, very warm inside that I found something that might appeal to a vast majority of readers, but no one took the time to just do a deep dive. That brings me pride. That brings me a joy and a sense of 
fulfillment that I thought I would never find um, doing what I normally do. For those of you who don't know, um, I'm a director of finance for a, for an investment company. So my day through every single second is looking at numbers, Excel sheets, transactions, what have you. Very boring, I know, but then I get to do this. So it's well worth it at, in the end. My intro into the science fiction and fantasy community happened when I was 10 years old living in Long Island. I came home from school. I was in fourth grade. My mom plopped four huge books on the kitchen table and said, Blaze, you're going to read this series. I took a look at the covers and they said Harry Potter. Now, Harry Potter, now we know as a huge success story by J.K. Rowling. The books are fantastic. The movies are a huge success. But me, being the 10-year-old self, was just into sports, and I didn't want to read. And I said, Mom, I'm not reading these. Then I went to go see the movie, fell in love, and I decided I'm going to read this series before the next book comes out. So, binge the whole series, and I've never looked back. My next book I read was The Hobbit. Now, the only reason I read The Hobbit was because it was part of an entrance examination for a private school, which I did not get into, but that's another story. And finally, when I came home from college my freshman year, I saw my brother watching the very first season of Game of Thrones. He says to me, Blaze, you got to watch this show. I said, okay, yeah, I'll watch this show. Well, I didn't watch the show. I waited until the whole first season was done. Then I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. Binge the first season. We all know how season one ends. Read the rest of the books, and I haven't looked back since takes a special kind of book to get that drive out of me out of the time. And I'm sitting in front of this microphone right now because of it. I am very thankful to George Martin for jumpstarting my reading adventures and for all of you for taking the time to listen to me ramble on and on about my love for books of all science fiction and fantasy backgrounds. So, what am I hoping to accomplish with this podcast? Well, I'm looking to do deep dives into why, why these books are so loved, so cherished, but don't have the following that they need. I also want to do a mini-series on the different subgenres of fantasy and eventually sci-fi when I get more comfortable. Those will be classical, grimdark, epic, sword and sorcery, weird westerns, and as we f go more and more down this rabbit hole, we'll see where this turns out. Along with that, I hope to give recommendations at the end of each of those podcasts for those types of subgenres and series that I've loved that I can categorize into those sections. And just to give you an example, epic fantasy is far and away my favorite subgenre to read. It brings me stories that I enjoy, and with new authors entering this genre from many different cultural backgrounds, we get to see wonderful new influences affect the stories that we have grown to love. One such trilogy is the Acacia Trilogy by David Anthony Durham, very much in the same vein as Game of Thrones. And in fact, I picked up this series after I binge read Game of Thrones and was looking for that next Game of Thrones type fix. It's a three-book series centered around this one ruling family who, through various invasions, political turmoil, betrayals, and war, has separated the children to many corners of the world. And then as the children grow older, they have to reform the kingdom and fight back this invading horde before it is too late. 
that was my first introduction to series that I felt were under the radar and my need to find other such works over the years has only grown from there. I'm also planning on doing author interviews throughout the course of these podcasts in the next couple weeks. Many of my author friends and people who I follow on Twitter have been very kind and generous in reaching out to me, showing their overwhelming support for what I do, the dream to open up the conversation for certain books that have just not gotten where they should be, and shed some light into who these authors are as people, how they grew up, what their inspirations are, who are their favorite authors to read over the years, and sharing their experiences of how their books were published, which route they wanted to go down, whether traditional or self-published or indie publishing their books, what was the experience like, and maybe offer some good information to any fellow author out there or even someone wanting to enter into the writing community and what that entailed. I'm also hoping to release several episodes going over the different types of cultural inspirations that are prevalent in the fantasy and science fiction genre. Typically, fantasy over the years has generally leaned more towards Western civilization types of books, whether that would be Game of Thrones or any type of series that has knights and castles and kings and queens and all those different types of tropes. Over the past, I'd say, 15 to 20 years, maybe it's a little less than that, there's been a growing number of series released in the fantasy and science fiction genre that have pulled inspirations for different types of cultures, such as Asian cultures. Uh, There's fantasy books that have African cultures, as well as uh, South American, whether it be the Aztecs or Mayans. Also, we see series now with Nordic gods in them. Um, John Gwen's Shadow of the Gods series is a great example of that. And finally, I'm hoping to have a basic conversation with both followers and listeners regarding some of the well-known questions that have been surrounding the traditional publishing community, such as what routes do authors feel they need to go down? Do they want to go down the traditional publishing venue with one of the big big five, whether it be Orbit or what have you, or do they want to go down the self-publishing and indie route? There are many different reasons to go in either or and what the benefit is of that. We can explore those with several of the authors I hope to have on this podcast. Also, many different readers like to experience books in different formats, whether that would be hardcover, whether it be paperback, whether it be ebook, whether it be audiobooks. Some even like to convert a PDF file. We can go through all of those. Also, we can go over tropes in the genre. And when people say tropes, it tends to have a negative type of reaction. And I don't think that's necessarily the right way to look at it. And we can go into more detail on that. A good example would be prophecy. Books that have prophecy have been around for decades, right? And I feel like the prophecy in a story has been done repeatedly over and over and over again that it seems kind of redundant. But recently, there's been several books where prophecies have been introduced that are giving it with a little spin or a twist. I think the first one I've read was The Wheel of Time with the prophecy 
of the dragon being reborn and Rand taking up the reins of this trope and running with it. But what's lost, I think, is that Rand is not a chosen hero. He's a reluctant hero. He doesn't trust the people around him. He doesn't trust the Aes Sedai. He thinks they're out to get him, and he's reluctant to go down this path until he feels like there's no other choice. And with that type of power and that type of twist to this very well-known trope, it brings new life into this kind of monotonous feeling that we all have around prophecies. Another great example of that is for everyone who follows me on Twitter and my blog knows how much of a fan I am of John Gwynn's books. Faithful and the Fallen, his first quartet series in the Banished Land, starts out with a prophecy written 2,000 years ago. That prophecy says there will be a great war between the Bright Star and the Black Sun. Over the course of the four books, John Gwen does twists with that very prophecy, and by the end of it, you don't even recognize what, in fact, it is. It completely turns on its head, and the series is still mind-blowing to this very day, and it's my favorite epic fantasy series of all time. You can include any modern author in that category, Faithful in the Fallen continues to be my absolute favorite. And these are the types of conversations and interactions I hope to share with you throughout the course of this podcast, hopefully over many, many episodes. And with that, I think we'll wrap up my first podcast episode here. Look out for more content to be dropped in the next few weeks. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me ramble on. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And for everyone out there, wherever you are, reading is a joy, it's important, it stimulates the mind, and it gives us an escape into worlds we would never dream of visiting. At least, I hope not. So, thank you very much, and as always, happy reading, and cheers.